Hello and welcome to the Zion Oil and Gas Podcast. Before we get started, it is recommended by our legal advisors to read the forward-looking statement for the next one minute and a half. Stay tuned. Statements in this podcast that are not historical fact, including but not limited to statements regarding Zion's operations, Zion's ability to continue as a going concern, operational risks, and ongoing exploration efforts, the timing and completion of the processing, interpretation of the results, and plans contingent thereon of the 3D seismic survey, regulatory approvals needed for the rig's operation, the effect, if any, on the coronavirus pandemic and the timing of the operation of the well, and liquidity for shareholders on OTCQX are forward-looking statements as defined in the safe harbor provisions of the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. These forward-looking statements are based on assumptions that are subject to significant known and unknown risks, uncertainties, and other unpredictable factors, many of which are described in science periodic reports filed with the SEC and are beyond science control. These risks could cause Zion's actual performance to differ materially from the results predicted by these forward-looking statements. These risks and uncertainties include, but are not limited to, to those described in Item 1A in Zion's annual report on Form 10-K, which is expressly incorporated therein by reference, and other factors as may be periodically be described in Zion's filings with the SEC. Zion can give no assurance that the expectations reflected in these statements will prove to be correct and assumes no responsibility to update these statements. Hello and welcome to the Zion Oil and Gas Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Summy, Vice President of Marketing and Investor Relations with Zion Oil and Gas. Hello and welcome back to the Zion Oil and Gas Podcast. This is a special episode. Uh, we just released our latest press release and we're hit that second drilling milestone. And I've got a couple uh, guests with me. One we've had before, uh, VP of Operations, Monty Ness, and a special guest, Zoran. He's our senior drilling engineer. And he's actually speaking to us from the drill site there in Israel. Uh, so just to begin, Zoran, tell us a little bit about you and where you're from, your background, and how you came to work at uh, work with Zion. Hey, Andrew. Uh, hi, everybody. So my name is Zoran. I'm originally from Croatia, and I hold a master's degree in petroleum engineering. I spent last 15 years and uh, I have around 15 years of experience and most of it, it I've done international jobs and starting from the US, Saudi, Romania, Kazakhstan, Oman, Iraq, United Arab Emirates, Emirates and now finally in Israel. So I'm very happy to be here and to be involved in this project with Zion Oil and Gas. And you were with us on the MJ01, correct? Yes, that's correct. So you have a lot of experience working at this drill site as well as with Zion. 
That, that's correct, Andrew. Yes, and uh, I think it's a good thing that uh, I was here also on MJ1 because MJ1 gave us so many valuable information and uh, we had uh, good information to prepare to drill MJ2. All right, so now we've released to everyone in the public uh, how we've reached that second drilling milestone. What does that mean for uh, the crew on the ground there in Israel and Monty, maybe you can give some color uh, after Zoran explains that a little bit. What is it like to be at this uh, milestone at the drill site? Uh, give us a little color. Zoran. Yeah, so it feels great and uh, that's a great achievement and uh, to, to reach the second milestone. I would compare this to uh, like a building a house. It's important to have a good foundation. And uh, this second milestone is for us a good foundation to move forward. And uh, uh, I think I would dare to say uh, that the hardest part is behind us. And we are looking forward to drill the next zone and especially the zone after that. Uh, but like I said, yes, this would be the good, good foundation for our job in the future. Yeah, and I right and yeah, and I, ahead, would, I would agree with the, what Zoran said. Now, one of the biggest differences between where we're at today as where we were on MJ one, um, we are significantly deeper with a much larger borehole than MJ one, um, and this is a this is a a, a very important. Um, this is it, it's very important that that we got to where we did with the size of hole uh, so we can continue to uh, taper down and get to depth. It, it's taken us a, a while, uh, maybe longer than some anticipated, uh, but we went at a, a deviated angle, which means we were, we were drilling at an angle and not straight vertical, um, which created, uh, you know, uh, its own unique set of uh, factors that, 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 hindered timing uh, as opposed to just straight vertical drilling. Um, so the fact that we were able to deviate and get to the depth that, that we needed to get to is is a fantastic accomplishment. That's incredible. Now you mentioned on the, the press release and you're quoted with a 17 and a half section drilled to a milestone depth. Uh, that 17 and a half, uh, 17 and a half inch uh, hole section, why is that so special? Uh, it's important that 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 we got we got with this diameter so it can support the remaining uh, drilling sections. Um, if you remember on MJ one, they had already slimmed down uh, to the I believe it was nine inches. Zoran could could uh, shed more light on that. Yes. Um, and and at that point, we they lost control of where they were able to steer the the uh, the drill bit. Uh, the the pressures of the earth kind of dictated where they were going to go. So it's important that we we get to uh, uh, we got to where we were, and it'll allow the foundation for the remainder of the project to to allow us to get to the the depths that uh, uh, that we need to get to in order to fully explore our zones of interest. And Zoran, you were on the previous rig and noticed how that performed, and you're seeing the rig that uh, that we're using now. What 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 would you say is some of the big differences between 
working with the previous and working with the current drilling rig? I would say the most important differences for the between this rig and the previous rig is that uh, this rig is has much newer equipment. All everything is fully certified certified as per uh, category four, and um, it in overall it has every piece of the equipment is uh, much better than we used to have on the previous well. So more powerful, able to get down to where we are. So we basically have gotten through these two sections. And like you said, we've laid the foundation for the next steps. And uh, without, obviously we can't give away any material information, but what do you see moving forward? What, what are some of the things that you look forward to and what you see uh, that, that lays on the horizon ahead? I, I look forward personally that um, to the even to the next section because what we got uh, in information from geologists there is also some potential in the next zone uh, in this second uh, sorry third section and uh, of course mostly like everybody else here on site in, in Dallas office in Israel office uh, to the fourth and the last section of the well which which presents the most uh, target zones and most interest for oil and gas, or I would say potential. Nice. Right, right. So basically everything that we have been doing up until now is getting ready for these next two sections. And that is where our interest is uh, as far as exploration, correct? Yes, that's correct, Andrew. And what uh, what exactly do you see uh, with the drilling crew? We, we've got Israelis, we've got uh, Hungarians, we've we've got uh, a number of skilled people out on the rig. How do you see their morale and their ability to perform their jobs uh, on the rig side? So uh, yes, you're right. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by the Israeli crew because uh, some of these. Uh, guys they they have a limited or almost none uh, experience so uh, i would also like to thank them this way and uh, to senior crew because uh, we would put a lot of effort from senior crew to train the junior crew and also it uh, we see significant improvement and uh, i would also mention that uh, since now our safety record is uh, very good. We still didn't have uh, any lost time incident up till now, and uh, I think we should. I should thank uh, for senior crew and to junior crew. And I mentioned this safety record because it's quite unusual uh, that once you have a junior crew with limited or no experience, that you don't have any uh, safety incident. So you feel like they're learning quickly and the future of Zion drilling is in uh, good hands. Exactly. I've seen they've been uh, highly motivated. They're interest, interested in the job. And uh, I think they're going to be part of this project because as we know, there is no many projects in Israel in regards to drilling. So I think this is something special for them too. And, and th thanks, Zora. Awesome. And, and, now, one thing that was also mentioned was uh, lateral uh, flexibility, flexibility on a lateral position. That's something that uh, Rob mentioned. 
what when we already got a question from a, a supporter and saying are you doing lateral drilling i think they're thinking horizontal so maybe explain a little bit what that means uh drilling uh you know laterally uh, yes so uh, you want you want to take uh, this question sure. or you want sure. to sure uh, so so we know that uh, from mj1 uh, we slid over just a, just a few meters to start this mj2 well uh, after receiving our seismic and, and doing a lot of the seismic processing, we determined uh, where, where the most optimal spot to reach as far as the true vertical depth, the very bottom of the hole. And based on that, we didn't want to build a new, a new drill pad. So in order to reach the optimal spot according to the seismic uh, interpretation, we have to slide over and have the bottom of the hole be roughly uh, seven kilometers away from or 700 meters from from uh, MJ1. So to get there, we can't go straight down. So we're going to go at a, at a deviated angle. And basically, it's not a true horizontal, but it's not a true vertical. So we're, we're, we're drilling at, at a deviated angle in order to reach the optimal target zone that was identified through the seismic. Gotcha. And so you feel from this stage, we're going to be able to move forward, uh, you know, because we have a better understanding of the the earth, the lithology, the the sections uh, that we need to drill through. Uh, do you feel like everything up until this point, you've you haven't had a lot of surprises or, or do you still find, hey, there's some there's some surprises yeah, there no, when I'm, we. Uh, overall, uh, we have not Monty, been hit you, by anything that, that, that was that? a surprise. Uh, up up till now, you know, we we, we went through a, a very difficult zone from MJ one. We learned from that, and we're able to navigate through that uh, with with a lot less uh, lost time and lost circulate circulation. Um, so right now, everything. Um, that we learned from MJ1 is coming true in MJ2, which gives us a lot of excitement for the last two sections as we enter into our target zone, um, because that, there was a lot of promising um, uh, information from, from previous wells on that too. So uh, everything is shaping up well. We've, we've established the baseline. We've got the depths that we need. Um, so now it's, it's fasten your seatbelts and, uh, and, and strap yourself in because it's going to be an exciting ride uh, up until the finish. Nice. Now, do you see that, uh, Zoran? Uh, you were on MJ1 on the ground, and uh, knowing what you what Zion knew in the first drilling, and everything was oh wow, this is interesting. What we're hitting here and here. While that's not necessarily happening on this particular well, do you find that that just makes everything a lot better? Yes, and, uh, 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 moving like, forward. Like you said, the MJ1 was a typical exploration well where we didn't have uh, too many information. Now this enabled us and gave us more information for MJ2. But still, like Monty said, we are deviating for, from from the MJ1. And uh, we'll go we'll go deeper on this time. So we also there is some 
uh, I mean, we, there is something, all something that we don't know. And what Seismic is, was showing was very positive for us. So it's a, doing that 3D seismic after already understanding the layers. Yeah, under absolutely. The earth makes I mean, a huge difference. Would you is, say is theoretical? When you can tie that in with drilling, drill cuttings, core sampling, wireline, then you start to get a very firm understanding of what is underneath the subsurface. So tying all of that stuff in together only helps to enhance the full development of, of the oil field. I think that's a fascinating aspect. Uh, I remember being out there at the MJO one, and of course I can't be out there at the MJO two due to all the COVID restrictions and so on. But when I was at the MJO one, and just how the cuttings and the samples are taken, how important that aspect is. I think a lot of people don't understand who who've never been on a rig site who don't understand the drilling procedure how important those cuttings are and what you're looking right. for. Maybe explain a little bit about that. Right. Process. So, I mean, when I, you're drilling, incredibly like fascinating you to drill, part. you know, through a piece of wood, you would have, have uh, sawdust or shavings coming up from wherever you're drilling. Well, the same is, is with, with drilling for oil. So as we're going down the, we're bringing the cuttings up to surface. And so we've got what are referred to as mud engineers, on location who take samples of that mud and, and do a whole battery of tests to identify what type of uh, lithology it is, the composition, the depth of, at, at which. So you, you can start building um, the layers for uh, underneath the ground. So you know that there are certain formations that are uh, more indicative of hydrocarbons. And so as you're going down and you can start logging these things, then you can start uh, uh, fully understanding what to expect as far as potential pay zones or target zones. Um, different, different lithology requires different drilling pressures or dr drill bits. So the more information that you can get and the more complete picture you can look at, uh, the better and more successful you're going to be in the future. And, and a lot of that information comes from the mud cuttings that are coming up and being analyzed on location. So Zoran, tell me, uh, you're back in Israel drilling on the MJ2, and you were there, you know, several years ago with MJ1. What is it like being in Israel now with COVID uh, restrictions and what's the weather like right now? How does it feel to be in Israel? Well, I'm happy to be back, and uh, my colleague who was here previously is even more happy than me. <laughs> so the time here, because like you mentioned, there was so many restrictions, and um, uh, because of the COVID virus, that uh, imposed a lot of uh, issues for for us, and for I would say even for Zion in obtaining visas, COVID tests, uh, vaccinations, etc., etc. It's good to be back, and uh, I don't know if uh, our listeners know, but we are 187 meters below sea level here in uh, this area, and uh, we have good weather. It's uh, getting quite hot, and uh, we are expecting to get up to even maybe 40 Celsius. Uh, 
you can translate it to Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's uh, well over. That's over a hundred degrees there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's getting it's getting hot. It's not yet there, but uh, soon I think uh, we'll we'll get there. Uh, so time okay. uh, the rig and the uh, motivation is uh, excellent and uh, like like you know you you've been here before you visited us and it's always busy interesting and hectic i would say but um, it still feels great and we're everybody's happy to be here and uh, part of this to be a part of this project that's awesome i i don't know if you knew this but in 1999 I spent a whole summer in that valley, just a few, uh, actually just a few meters away from our drill site, which is kind of an amazing thing. Amazing. I kind of take it as, as you know, God, you know, had, had brought me back to that same spot, but I was on an archeological dig at Tel Rehov and I could not believe how hot it gets in that valley. And I remember some of the crew from previous said, you know, they haven't felt, you know, something like this, and except for some of the other drill sites in Iraq or Dubai or whatever. So, yeah, it gets quite hot. You know, Monty, I also wanted to bring up a question. We're in the middle of a unit program where we have a limit at $2.5 million uh, or uh, whichever comes first or May 12th is the end of this unit program. Right. Where we have uh, warrants uh, priced at 25 cents and, and investors can get in at $250 uh, and get those warrants as well as a bonus. Uh, now, one of the aspects is looking forward, we, we wanted to make sure we were in a good position, but maybe you could explain a little bit, you know, what, what is this for? Right. You know, why are we, why are we doing this? Right. Um, and I think that's very important for everybody to understand. Uh, as we, as we saw with, with coronavirus and what it did to timing, to logistics, to importation of all of our equipment, we, we were very fortunate to have secured contractually our equipment and personnel and, and service companies well in advance of uh, when we needed them on location. And that, that became our biggest blessing when COVID restrictions really got severe and, and Israel shut down and a lot of the world shut down. And um, Consequently, because of the, the shutdowns, the world is still trying to unclutter the bottleneck. You know, the government shut manufacturing down all across the world. Uh, logistically, supplies are, are down. Uh, and it's taking a long time for manufacturers and, and equipment and service companies to catch back up. Uh, as we all know, um, they're just, just drilling to the bottom of a, uh, of a well uh does not make that well uh functionable so there are additional services that need to come into play once we're finished drilling uh in order to test down hole um, and then if there is a a viable product a, a, an oil source or gas supply um, there are services needed to get that to surface and to get it to market and so a lot of the, the, the primary reason for this fundraising is to secure some of those services uh, so we can have them on location once we're, once we're finished drilling. That's well testing and completion services. 
as well as uh, to secure some licensing and, and contractually for uh, additional seismic exploration uh, later on this year. So that's the primary reason for it. Um, I think we've learned how expensive drilling is, especially in a in a country that does not support does not not have does not have their own um, support services for the drilling industry. And as a result, we we have to start negotiating these contracts a couple, two, three months in advance in order to have them on location in time. Right. We're really blazing uh, new trails every time that uh, we do any work in the area. And just for all of our listeners, you can go on our website and invest. Uh, There's a button very clear at designoil.com. And you can invest right online and make payment online. Right. So just for those who are interested and interested to learn more, you can go to our website at zinoel.com. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you. I don't want to take any more time. I know, Zoran, you're out there on location. So I want to respect your time and Monty, your time. I know you, you're, you're constantly uh, working with our, our contracts and, and suppliers. So I want to thank you both uh, for your time. and. Uh, and if you have anything you would like to say to our supporters and shareholders, uh, feel free to do so. Yep. But we, I really appreciate your time. Yep. I, I would, uh, you know, I, I would like to just say thanks for the continued support. And you know, these warrant programs is a is our way of saying thank you. You know, for investing in in what we all believe is going to to happen. And you know, so take advantage. You know, get those warrants that you can trade in uh, hopefully at a, at a later date at a much higher stock price. So uh, thanks for the support. We really appreciate you guys. We wouldn't be here without you. And uh, um, we're, we're, we're plugging forward and, and we're excited about what the future holds. Well, thank you. And thank you, Zoran, for, uh, for taking the time to be with us. Thank you, Andrew. It was a pleasure. We want to thank our listeners for listening to the Zion Oil and Gas podcast. Zion Oil and Gas is a public company traded on the OTCQX market with the ticker ZNOG. Zion explores for oil and gas onshore in Israel on their 99,000 acre Megiddo Jezreel license area. We want to thank you for listening and I would like to say that for Zion's sake, we will not keep silent. Statements in this podcast that are not historical fact, including but not limited to statements regarding Zion's operations, Zion's ability to continue as a going concern, operational risks, and ongoing exploration efforts, the timing and completion of the processing, interpretation of the results, and plans contingent thereon of the 3D seismic survey, regulatory approvals needed for the rig's operation, the effect, if any, on the coronavirus pandemic and the timing of the operation of the well, and liquidity for shareholders on OTCQX are forward-looking statements as defined in the safe harbor provisions of the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. These forward-looking statements are based on assumptions that are subject to significant known and unknown risks, uncertainties, and other unpredictable factors, many of which are described in Zion's periodic reports filed with the SEC and are beyond Zion's control. 
These risks could cause Zion's actual performance to differ materially from the results predicted by these forward-looking statements. These risks and uncertainties include, but are not limited to, to those described in item 1A in Zion's annual report on Form 10-K, which is expressly incorporated therein by reference, and other factors as may be periodically be described in Zion's filings with the SEC. Zion can give no assurance that the expectations reflected in these statements will prove to be correct and assumes no responsibility to update these statements.